on 105FM and around the world online. This is FM 105, your local station live from the heart of Downpatrick. Welcome along to the Chris Scott Show on FM 105 Down Community Radio. It's Wednesday night again. I'll be with you between 7 and 8, repeated again on Sundays between 8 and 9. Aren't the weeks just flying in? And the months as well. So starting off tonight there with Gregory Abbott and Shake You Down, number one in 1986. Gregory was married for a short time to my next guest, Frida Payne. And Frida will be joining him in tonight for part two of the interview, following on from last week. Frida had that big chart hit, if you remember, in 1970. Yeah, 1970 with Banna Gold, and she's still out there performing. Later on the programme, we'll be joining the Castle Welland Studio Players with the penultimate episode in Series 3. That's the fifth episode in Series 3 of Jonathan No Middle Name Jackson, written, of course, by Anthony McFadden. Uh, looking forward to hearing about the meeting of the Spirit Guide tonight, I think. I think that's the theme. What will happen? Well, you've got to stay tuned to find out. I'm in conversation with Frida Payne after this one from The Very Said Lady. It's the new single recently released, and just to be with you. It's FM 105 Down Community Radio. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Chatting with Chris on FM 105 Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. You know, you have rubbed shoulders with the world's best, um, and, and even your, your your heroes and hero heroines, I suppose. You know, you, you've you've been fortunate. Um, all those big names you've recorded with, uh, yeah. You know, even I think I was reading something the other day. Sir Cliff Richard, you've duets with you know duets with people like that, and you know who we recognise over here. You 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 know, is there anyone out there left that you would go? I want to be on stage with them. I want to record with them. Uh, well, I would like to record with, um, and I've worked with him many times over the UK, and that's Peebo Bryson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to record with him, and we know each other, and we've worked together, uh, especially when I was doing a lot of shows with David Guest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, uh, who else? Well, Luther Vandross is now no longer with yeah. us, so that's out. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> or you know, that's the. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to have had a chance to sing with him. Yeah, of course. Uh, who else can I name? Who can? Who can? I mean, there's a lot of people out there. You know. Yeah. It's, well, well, the people I've recorded with so far, uh, like uh, Kenny Lattimore. You know, I, I've already recorded with him. Kurt Elling, yes. Johnny Mathis. He's now he's one of those legendary guys. Of course. Um, it's, you know, you, he's not the easiest guy to get a hold of, but I I was blessed and lucky enough to get him. And uh, on my last album, which was entitled Let There Be Love. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Chatting with Chris on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Your station, your voice. But now, let's see, who else would I like to? Oh, maybe, you know, it, it might sound crazy, but uh, what's that guy? The one that, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but anyway. One of these new guys. All right. Not, it's not, not Ed Sheeran or someone like that, no? Oh, I like 
like Ed Sheeran. Oh, there you go. I like it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I like Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you, you mentioned there the album, and, and that's what we're, we're coming around to. So, yeah, w- quite an age range there. I mean, you're talking younger guys in, in, in their sort of 50s. Uh, that, that Kenny Lattimore, I would say, I would put him in around about 50 ish. You know, uh, uh, he's been about the scene for a while, but more a soul rhythm and blues singer. That, 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 yeah, and you paired up with them then for that album. Well, Kenny Lattimore is like more pop rhythm and blues. Yeah. Uh, but he's pop, and uh, he's not, he's not, uh, well, Kurt Elling is jazz, strictly jazz. Yeah, yeah. And he is like very, very, I mean, I love him. And of course, Johnny is like across the board. He's like he he's a uh, international across the board. Mm. I would say he's pop and yeah. uh, a, a little bit of jazz too. Yeah. Okay. How did it all come together then? Whose idea? Where did that? Was that someone in the background? Was that your idea? How did you how did you formulate all that and put it together? Okay. It all, the, the idea, the whole thing came about. Um, because of a, a gentleman, a young gentleman by the name of Rodrigo Rios. Rodrigo mm-hmm. is from Brazil, mm-hmm. and he's a drummer. And he was here in the States, and he was living here in L.A., and he started to uh, show up at some of my shows here in L.A. And then he approached me about wanting to work with me. And and so we did some things together Uh and he asked me to do some things with him, and I did. <clears throat> then he said, "You should record a new a new album with doing duets with iconic performers like like Johnny Mathis, D.D. Bridgewater, you know, Kurt Elling, and and he mentioned Brian McKnight and uh, different people and and uh, Michael McDonald. Well, Michael McDonald mm. was not able to do it, although I know Michael and we've worked together in the mm-hmm. past mm-hmm. uh brian mcknight he he couldn't do it he had other commitments but you know like i said we got the i'm not complaining about who i got i think i got the the cream of the crop yeah and i, I mean absolutely amazing vocals on that so how do you how do you keep yourself sounding as fresh as what you do what's what, what do you do every morning when you get up in the mornings is it the honey and lemon, or what? What, what keeps you? What, what keeps that voice? Well, that you got that problem? right. I get up in the morning. I usually, I like, I should have like a nice, uh, cool glass of water, uh, alkaline water. Mm-hmm. I drink a you know glass of water, and then I'll have a coffee, and uh, and then after that, I'll have green, you know, green tea. Mm. I'll start drinking. I'll be drinking tea, green tea. That's what I have now, green tea. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the secret. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then I turn on the television and watch the news, and then I start, uh, as soon as I feel like I'm getting hungry, um, I'll have some yogurt with blueberries, but sliced bananas, granola, or sometimes I'll have poached eggs with uh, toast and maybe a little bacon. Yeah. Yeah, that's your yeah, that's I your do routine. Eat pork. I do eat pork. Yeah, okay. Okay. Some people they're, they're vegans now. They all eat no Yeah, meat, that's right. No yeah, meat. same here. Yeah, they're all that's right. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So you're you're you, you know, I've never yet once heard you say you're putting your feet up and you're going to chill out and forget about it all. So 
you, you, what's your next goal? You know where you are now, well, but what's your next goal? Where, where do you go from here? Well, I'm, my next goal is, uh, wow. I don't have a next goal. I, I continue to, to pursue what I'm doing. And that is being a performer, uh, being an actress, maybe continue. Maybe I may write another book. Who knows? Mm, that'll be interesting. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. And you know, I've done, a, I tell you, like this summer, the late part of the summer, I'm going to be doing my play again. It's called Ella Fitzgerald, First Lady of Song. Oh, I love it. And I've done it before uh, three times now. It's a theatrical show. I actually portray Ella. And uh, I, with the fat suit, you know, and mm -hmm. the little wigs. And when I work with other actors, her manager, you know, Norman Grants, and her, uh, her cousin, who was her traveling companion, Georgiana, and her half-sister, Frances. So there is a, it was, the book was done by Lee Summers, and it was always directed and choreographed by Maurice Hines. Yes. yes That's, okay. a matter of fact, Maurice uh, Gregory Hines is uh, Maurice Hines' brother, but of course, you know, Gregory is, is now no, no longer with us, okay. but Maurice is still with us, and they both were terrific dancers and, and actors as well. Yeah, that's that's so. fascinating. Do you find that you're cutting back on on live shows? I, I know we've just been through the, the, the crazy world we've been in for two years here, but do you find now that you're not just, you know, you're not going to hop on a plane and go to Australia tomorrow and then UK the next day? You know, are, are, you, are, are you cutting back on, on, on that sort of work? Well, if I get offers mm. to get booked back in Australia, and of course, definitely the UK. Good. Matter Good. of fact, I've had, I had some jobs that had to be canceled or postponed for the UK because of the COVID over these last two years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. maybe it might come, you know, I may, something... I, I know it'll all, you know, resume. Things will come back. I was, by the way, I was just in London for November the 24th, the 24th, 25th, 26th. I was there for a musical in London that was on, on in the West End. Yeah. It was called The Drifter's Girl. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was a musical, and it was about the group The Drifters. Oh yeah, of course. And their and their manager and her name was Faye Treadwell. Mm -hmm. And I knew Faye Treadwell from the time I was nineteen years old. Wow. I knew her from New York. Yeah. She um had been you know, my manager agent for maybe a year or two, but we remained friends all through the years until um, you know, she no longer was able to do to work mm -hmm. and she eventually, you know, she passed away and her daughter Tina, Tina Treadwell, took over and is now the, the the driving force behind this musical that should be headed to should be going to Broadway. Mm -hmm. uh, Beverly Knight, you ever know Beverly Knight, yes, the yes, singer? Yes, yes, yes. She's yeah. playing. She plays the role of Faith Treadwell, you know, in this musical. It's called The Drifters Girl. Brilliant. That's superb. Yeah. Oh, I went to see it, and it is excellent. I think it's still playing. I think March is the last month it'll be playing. Okay. But it's the Drifters Girl, and it was excellent. That's that's fabulous, fabulous. Well done. There's another side to you that 
maybe some people don't know about you know you've done a lot for charities and and, and things over over many years uh, and i think more recently i think somewhere out in is it out, out where you are in the la area that you had a, like an all-star benefit like a streaming concert which was raising money for those who were less fortunate than than us is that is that correct frida yeah well i've done stuff yeah i've done stuff like that yes yes uh-huh. you're very modest Yes, I am I'm very modest. No, I have done um, things like that, or to yeah. save. Uh, I did one thing that was uh, to save a, a nightclub here, you know, that was really struggling to stay open, and mm-hmm. and other things. I've always been open to doing things like that. Yeah, you know, for the you know, like whatever it is. Yeah. Just before we go, you know, a massive change from you first started, 16 years of age. You're recording your radio jingles with, uh, I don't know what they would have used then, eight tracks, or I don't know what was on the go in the studios then, to what we're doing now. I mean, you could sing with Johnny Johnny Mattis now tonight online and not even be in the same room. Yeah, and then, and, and you know, you're not playing, we're not playing 33 and a thirds and 45 singles anymore. It's all online. Everything's gone, totally transformed. How have you adapted to that? Well, you know what? You got to, you know, you got to go with it. Because, like, it's like a branch. If you don't, if you're not able to bend, you're going to break. And uh, the thing that I've dealt with is the fact that a lot of people now, they don't even have CD players anymore. Some people, they don't even own a CD player. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still have some C- a CD player. It's part of my musical, my whole music system. Uh, I can, it's still, it'll play DVDs, CDs. Um, I still have that. But uh, I know some people, like in their house, in their home, they don't even have a CD player anymore. Everything is like download or whatever. Yeah. You know that other. And I'm not, I'm not there yet. But. Yeah. Okay. That's what you. I remember when they stopped selling. They start. They stopped selling the vinyls, and it was. And it went to. And they were doing all like CDs came into to play. So, uh, you had to buy CDs. And no longer the big vinyl album. You yeah, know. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and then now, it's uh, what do you you know everything is is uh, streaming, downloading Spotify, Pandora. All this, mm. it's 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 a uh, it has dealt a very um, negative financial blow to the artist because we don't we can't or, or the record business because you can't make the kind of money that you used to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, the record companies have all about. I mean, I mean, are struggling to stay to stay alive to stay open. Um, you you have to reinvent yourself. And adjust yourself to um, what's going on today. Yeah, yeah. You know, to the world, to this mechanical um, internet world that we live in. Uh, it's like now, you and I, this, you know, looking at each other and talking, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that how many years ago, like 20 years ago, 30 <laughs> years ago, this never could have happened. No, it would not. <laughs> No, absolutely not. You know, not. and yeah. uh, so yeah. that's the good thing. Yeah. Uh, there, it's there. There's good, and then there's the negative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can make a long distance call, international, 
Whereas years ago, it was it would cost a fortune to talk to somebody more than three minutes. That's so true. And now you can do it almost for almost nothing. Yeah. Uh, do you know what else is interesting on, on, out there on the, on the, the World Wide Web and the Internet? You, you, you've signed electric guitars in the past, apparently, because on some of the, those famous auction sites, I've seen one tonight for about £299, which is probably the equivalent of, I don't know, 400 American dollars or thereabouts. Uh, you, you know, so if you type your name into one of those well-known auction sites, all your stuff's out there. You know, anything you have signed in the past, people are now saying, you know, it's all out there, Frida. It's quite a strange world. Um, I, I know. I've seen one of your, I, I think I think you have a 1972 rare, rare original promotional poster framed selling for £85. <laughs> so there you go. And and, and, and there were a little badge from 1979 with your name on it is now going for £80, which is well over $100. So wow. it isn't, isn't the world, yeah. it, it is amazing, you know, um, so so if, if you ever stop the singing, just start signing guitars and, and photographs and putting them on the auction sites, you'll, ne- yeah. you'll never be short. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about uh, making, having t-shirts made up, I've never, I've never done that, you know, a lot of artists now, especially young artists, uh, yeah. they're doing, like, they're selling t- their t-shirts with their picture on it and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's interesting you're saying that. You know, now it's coming away from big marketing teams and, you know, you, a lot of artists are doing this themselves. They're interacting, they're inter, you know, interacting directly with people, which is interesting. That's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. You know, d- different from what, you know, you would have been, a manager would have been doing all that in the background and so on and so forth. But you can do that yourself yeah. now. You know, it's a different yeah. world, different world. I know. But listen, for anyone who, who, who wants to find out more about Frida Payne, there, there are a lot of young people who may not remember Band of Gold and all those things in the past, you know, who, who want to listen in. Uh, where do they go to? You have your own website, I assume, uh, and Facebook site. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen. My, go to my website and you'll see a lot of stuff up there. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know, you'll see my, my, uh, my music, my album, uh, my new my new uh, single is coming out. You'll okay. see um, how to get you know if you want anybody wants to book me. My uh, con my agent contact is there. Uh, all my future appearances uh, are there. You know more the more recent one the more recent ones that are coming forthcoming mm-hmm. are listed mm-hmm. and it's it's freetopain dot com. That's, that's it's freetopaying.com or iamfreetopaying.com, either or. Freetopaying.com or iamfreetopaying.com. Frida, that is wonderful. Look, you know, we, we've only scratched the surface. There's about 40 years we missed out there. <laughs> you know, you've yeah. sat, the, your, your life story is, is wonderful, and that, that can all be, uh, all be read. I think it's Band of Gold, a memoir. Isn't that what you, you've called your uh, memoirs? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's it. My memoirs is Band of Gold. That's it. Band of Gold. You can order it off of Amazon. That's order that's, of that's Amazon. fantastic. With an intro by none less than Mary Wilson of the Supremes. Yes. Wow. Mary, it's funny. It's really it's really unfortunate. Mary had composed that forward for me exactly 2 months before she passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing that she would be gone. She had no, I mean, she wasn't, I mean, this came about as, as a huge shock to everyone. Mm-hmm. 
and she there it wasn't like she was really like sick sick and knew she was going to die she did not anticipate this at all yeah she yeah. had a lot going you know they they've got a new um uh they uh, universal just released a, a multiple um record set you know you know um cd set of mary's music mm-hmm. and uh, it's uh it's going to be wonderful and she was looking forward to this yeah she was looking Good forward on. to a lot and she had she had dates and engagements all you know all scheduled ahead yeah. of, you know ahead of time mm-hmm. and and uh she just went to fell asleep on her recliner in oh. her recliner and never woke up oh i think it says a lot for february it was february the 8th a year ago yeah that's that's so unfortunate i think it says a lot for live each day like it's your last matter of fact this is this is the day february the 8th yeah yeah when we're recording this yeah absolutely it yeah. was february the 8th Isn't when she strange? passed away yeah i think it says a lot to live each day like it's going to be your last isn't that right frida i think that's a way to look yes. at life you know we yes. we uh, we all have our downs sometimes but a, a man said to me once he said you know chris i might he was probably in a, an octogenarian or, or well well above that and he said to me you know i might take a lot of pills in the morning when i get up but he says every morning i get up it's a good day when my elbows aren't scraping the side of the wood <laughs> I thought that's a good way of looking at life, you know. Just yeah, get yeah. out there and do it. Get out there and do yeah. it. It's too, sh- it's too short, isn't it? It's too short. Yeah, you got to take it each day, each day, one day at a time. You have to. Listen, mm-hmm. I could talk to you forever, uh, and Frida, I just want to thank you so much uh, for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, and well, thank you. I I've enjoyed it. Bre- are we going to do a duet to finish off? I, I mean, uh-huh. I've never signed with anybody at your your caliber. I'm, I'm just <laughs> let there be cuckoos all organizers, but first of oh, all, please. Nice I'll let you Shirley finish. Shirley con carne and sparkling <laughs> champagne. Do <Tua>. I? <laughs> That's brilliant. I don't Rock know the. But first of all, please let there be love. Mm, love. Yeah. Let there be love. Brilliant. That is fantastic. Um, you can see my manager if you need to sign me up, Frida. Okay. <laughs> Listen, all the best from this side of the pond. And uh, maybe sometime in the future we can do it again. Okay. Frida, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank thank you, Chris. Broadcasting live across Downpatrick and beyond. You're listening to your local station. This is FM 105. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. A massive thank you again to Frida Payne for taking time out to speak to me here on the show. The show repeats every Sunday night between 8 and 9. In case you missed anything, uh, all the highlights of the show can be found on all the usual podcast platforms and through my Facebook, Chris Scott Show FM 105 Down Community Radio. That's the Chris Scott Show FM 105 Down Community Radio Facebook page. You can also get in touch with me via email. That's chris.scottfm fm 105 at outlook.com chris.scottfm105 at outlook.com 
If you want to find out any more about Frida Payne, you can go to her website. It's all out there. It's FridaPayne.com. Simply FridaPayne.com. One of the ladies Frida was talking about earlier was the late Mary Wilson, who passed away, what, last year, February 2021. We're going to give this one a spin in her memory. It's the Supremes, number one hit, 1964, and it's Baby Love. If you like great music, then join me, Dave Smith, every Thursday night between 7 and 9 p.m. and Sundays between 9 and 11 p.m. for the Funk and Soul Show. But don't just take my word for it. The presenter's no good, but the music is first class. May the funk be with you. FM 105. FM 105. On 105FM and around the world online This is FM 105 Your local station live from the heart of Downpatrick That's almost it from me tonight again folks Hope you enjoyed tonight's show Lots more great shows right through the week here on your local station Tune in and don't miss any of them. FM 105 Down Community Radio here for your ears only. Have a look at our Facebook and website for all our programme scheduling. Going out tonight on Peebo Bryson and Roberta Flack slowing things down. Peebo, of course, was one artist that Frida Payne said she would love to record with. Well, who knows? You never know what we can get sorted in this show, Frida. <laughs> After this, do stay tuned. It'll be the Castlewell and Studio Players and the penultimate episode of Jonathan no middle name Jackson. The Castle Welland studio players will be on the show with me in a few weeks' time, hopefully, to chat about their future ventures. Looking forward to speaking to some of those guys. So this is Chris Scott signing off. Stay tuned and stay safe until next week, folks. Good night. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio. Castle Welland Studio Players, the fresh, exciting, innovative theatre group is delighted to be staging its debut show, Gigglebox, on Friday the 22nd and Saturday the 23rd of April in the Lodge Castle Welland, curtain at 7.30pm. This self-penned production is sure to have you giggling and laughing out loud with characters from all corners of the world. You can get your tickets priced £10 by contacting the group through Facebook, Castle Welland Studio Players, email Players at hotmail.com or in local outlets nearby, formerly JRs of Cassowellan, Kushla's Beauty Salon Claw or the Paris Centre Newcastle. We are so excited to be the first live local drama in such a long time and no folk are as eager and excited to be entertained as we are to entertain you. Broadcasting live across Downpatrick and beyond. You're listening to your local station. This is FM 105.
episode of the amazing adventures of Jonathan, no middle name, Jackson. Last week, Professor Morris Harty decided to stay in episode 4 and take over the role of the evil great wizard. His first act in his new position was to prevent Jonathan, Samantha and Donna from finding out the location of the treasure of Le Chat Noir forcing them to complete the last two episodes and finish the series properly. And just to prove that he is more evil than the previous great wizard, the professor also did this. What? What happened? Jonathan, we are no longer in the tower. What? How? There was no swirly-whirly thing. Morris Harty. Or should I say, the evil great wizard. This is his doing. But the monster was just about to tell us where the treasure is. So, where are we now? On a hill, at the beginning of episode 5 by the looks of it. And, judging by that town down at the bottom of the hill, I would say we are in the wild west. Well, I'm not staying here with you two. I'm going down there to see if I can find anyone who knows the whereabouts of the treasure. Donna, wait. It'll be safer if we stick together. We can share the treasure between us. The only thing I will be sharing is pictures of me and the treasure on a well-known social media site. Let her go, Jonathan. I'm afraid that you will just have to accept the fact that she will never change and is only interested in herself and what's good for her. I suppose you're right. So, what do we do now? You could try asking your spirit guide. Who are you? They call me Wounded Knee. Is that a homage to the book Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee by D. Brown? A book that tells the history of the American West, 1860 to 1890, from the Native Americans' perspective? No. It's because I fell out of the bedroom window of the chief's daughter's teepee when her husband came home early and I hurt my knee. How do we get in touch with our spirit guide? It's a long and arduous journey. One that will test the levels of your endurance and strength. One that will tear at the very core of your being. One that will determine if you, Jonathan, no middle name Jackson, are truly worthy of this radio series. Ooh, it sounds very dangerous, Jonathan. Or you can just buy a day pass for me. Special rates for main characters. Oh, we'll take two. Using their day passes, Jonathan and Samantha entered the spirit world looking for their guide. Oh, in case you're wondering where Donna is, she's somewhere on page five and about to engage in conversation with a cowboy. There doesn't seem to be anyone here, Jonathan. It's just an empty room. Are you sure we are in the right place? According to the instructions on the back of the pass... We are to wait here to be contacted by our spirit guide. Hmm, I wonder who it will be. Samantha! So good to see you again! Uh, hello? Who's there? It's me! Sorry, who are you? 
Ah, come on now, Samantha. Don't tell me you've forgotten me already. It's me, your old pal, Vodka. It's been a few years since we were last acquainted, but I bet you can still down doubles like you used to. Samantha, who are you talking to? Hang on, I'll just materialise so that you can see me. There. Samantha, do you know this person? Um... Know me? I'll say she does. Me and Samantha go way back, long before you two met. Isn't that right, Samantha? Um... Look, I don't know who you are, but Samantha and I are waiting on our spirit guide to tell us what to do. If I remember correctly, someone knew exactly what to do and who to do it with when we were together, right, Samantha? But you're right, I really should do my job. So, what do you want to know? What? You're our spirit guide. I would have thought that was obvious by the name. Now, I would love to stand around here all day chatting, but I've got a party to attend. And let's be honest, no party is really happening till I'm there mixing it up. Of course. Sorry. <sighs> We're on a quest to find the treasure of Le Chat Noir, which I am now starting to think is hidden somewhere near the end of episode six. We need you to help us get there. The end of episode six, huh? That's a long way. At least 4,000 words, I would say. Are you sure that's where you want to get to? There are much nicer places, a lot nearer than that. No, that's definitely where we need to go. So, if you can just tell us how, we will be on our way. Yeah, how do I say this? I don't actually know the way. Someone did tell me the other night where it was, but you know what it's like when you wake up after a good night out. You don't always remember what people said to you the night before. So this whole thing has been a complete waste of time? Well, I wouldn't say that. It's gotten us about halfway down page four, and if I'm not much mistaken... Quite close to where your ex-girlfriend is. Also, there's this. Well, what's this? A letter from your father. And that is that. Looking at the time, your day passes are about to run out. So thank you for the visit, but off you go. Bye, boy. Well, that was strange. But interesting. For you, maybe. I had hardly any lines at all in that exchange, apart from the odd mumble. So, I'm going to make up that now. Let me read that letter. Okay. According to this, we must go to the town at the bottom of the hill and make our way to the tea rooms at the far end of the town that are named after the roughest, toughest Irishman in these parts. A man who never learned to spell his surname properly. A man by the name of Joe K. Car Rail. Once there, we must sit at table six and wait to be contacted. It's a long walk to the town, at least half an hour, and I'm sure you don't want to spend this time listening to Jonathan and Samantha whistling on. So, let's catch up with Donna instead, who is exactly where I said she would be, back on page two, in a saloon talking to this person. Oh, are you, cowboy? I've been told you know where the treasure of the Chat Noir is. Well, I sure do, ma'am. In fact, I can go one further and tell you that my great, great, great granddaddy was one of the first people responsible for hiding the treasure in the first place. 
The location of the treasure has been passed down from generation to generation within my family. But not once did we think of taking that treasure for ourselves because we were all aware of the curse that surrounds that treasure. A curse that is so horrifying in its complexity that just talking about it chills the very marrow of my bones. But I digress. You want to know where the treasure is? Well, before I can say anything, I will need to speak to my daddy first. If he says I can't tell you, then I'm sorry. I can't tell you. Wait here. I'll be back soon. I hate to say this, ma'am, but if you're waiting for him to come back, you're going to be waiting a long time. Who are you? I'm the bar's new professional drunk. You don't sound very drunk to me. I don't start my residency until tomorrow. I've come in tonight to get a feel for the place. So why shouldn't I wait for that cowboy to come back? Because that cowboy was none other than the famous Billy the Fib, the fastest liar in the West. You can't believe anything he says. Great. Now what do I do? You could read this. What is it? It's a letter from a certain uncle. Hmm. It says I should go to the tea rooms at the far end of town. Find table one and wait to be contacted. If you're going to the tea rooms, then you'd better take this as well. A box of hot cross buns? What do I need these for? You'll see. Don't look now, Jonathan, but Donna has just walked into the tea room and has sat down at the table furthest away from us. Has she seen us? Oh, I don't think so. The tea room is very busy and we are tucked away in a corner. Oh, a cowboy wearing a black hat has sat down next to her. Samantha, there's another cowboy in a white hat coming towards us. Are you Jonathan No Middle Name Jackson? Yes, I am. You're going to need one of these. Why would I need a box of hot cross buns? Because of this. Samantha, look! It's a map showing us the way to a door that will take us to episode six. Quick, Jonathan, let's get out of here before something happens. Jonathan, give me that map. Too late. I'm sorry, Donna. I can't do... Ow! Do you just throw a hot cross bun at me? Too right I did. And there's plenty more where that came from. Donna, can't we just... Ow! Will you stop throwing buns at me when I'm talking to you? Give me the map and I... Ow! You just threw a bun at me. Ha! Not so nice when you're on the receiving end, is it? So let's just... Ah! My eye! Oh, that one really hurt. Oh. Give me the map and I'll stop. Otherwise... Ha-ha! You missed. That's not fair. You ducked under the table. Quickly, Jonathan. Let's do the same and use our table as a shield while we throw buns at her. Great idea, Samantha. Now I can duck down while you throw and vice versa. Two can play that game. Careful, Jonathan. Donna just threw two buns. You missed me. Ha! You missed... Ow! My nose! I did say she threw two buns. 
For nearly ten minutes, buns flew back and forth between the tables. Casualties mounted around the tea room as stray buns hit townspeople trying to duck for cover. There seemed no end to the fight until a chance came for Jonathan and Samantha to escape. When Donna had to restock, with lightning speed, the pair jumped through the window behind them, found two horses waiting conveniently close by, and headed off into the hills, with Donna in hot pursuit. To this day, people still talk about the bun fight at the Joe K car rail. Well, Samantha, it looks like we managed to get away from Donna, and if this map is correct, the doorway should be just up ahead on the other side of the pass. Not so fast, but... Jonathan. Oh no, Jonathan, it's Donna. Somehow she got in front of us and cut you off at the pass. The pair of you are not going through that door unless I'm with you. And I have my six buns to make sure you agree. It looks like we have no choice, Jonathan. As Jonathan, Samantha and Donna go through the doorway, there is a lot of clanking and banging, followed by a bright blue streak of lightning that temporarily blinds the three of them. When their sight returns, they find themselves on a mist-covered Scottish hillside. I have the strangest feeling that we've been here before. I know exactly what you mean, Jonathan. Now that the mist is clearing, the landscape does seem very familiar. Wait a moment. Isn't that cave over there where we first met you, Donna? Don't be ridiculous. Why on earth would we be back here? Actually, looking at it, I think you might be right. There's a man at the cave mouth waving at us. Perhaps some incidental music should play to fill the gap while we walk over there to find out who he is. Can we help you? Hello, Donna. What do you want? Do you know this person, Donna? I'm her fiancé. Ex-fiancé. You disappeared two weeks before our wedding without saying a word. Remember? I didn't disappear deliberately, Donna. I was on my way back from my voluntary work abroad, building schools for underprivileged children, when a swirly-whirly thing materialised in front of me. The next thing I knew, I was involved in all sorts of strange adventures. But all the time I was away, I never once gave up hope of finding my way back to you. I thought you left because you didn't want to marry me. There is no one else in the world that I would rather be with. The thought that one day we would once again be reunited spurned me on through mountainous dangers and some very dodgy storylines until eventually I found a doorway that led me back here. I missed you so much. And I missed you. Can I ask, what's with the twelve very large crates behind you? That, my love, is the treasure. What? Not the treasure of Le Chat Noir? Le Chat what? No, this is the treasure of the White Dog, a famous Pilates ship that mysteriously vanished on a calm summer's day. People have searched for decades looking for this treasure, but only I finally managed to unravel the clues and discover its location. So you're rich then? Beyond your wildest dreams. Are you sure? Because I have some very wild dreams. Donna, my love, with this treasure, I could buy you the moon. Do you want to get married? Nothing would make me happier. Jonathan, Samantha... 
While I can't say I've enjoyed all our time together, some of it was interesting to say the least. I've got a wedding to plan, so this is where I leave the series. Have fun in the final episode. Bye! Well, I certainly did not see that coming. Me neither. You think the writer had this part planned out from the very beginning? I don't think the writer is that clever. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, any ideas what we do next? Whereabouts in the script are we? Uh, nearly at the bottom of page nine. You know what's going to happen now, don't you? No. What? Swirly Whirly Thing is going to appear and take us into the final episode. And look at that, right on cue. Here it comes. Join us next week for the absolutely final episode of The Amazing Adventures of Jonathan No Middle Name Jackson. In that episode, Michelle Dorans played Samantha Smallwood and the narrator. Mark Midupney played Jonathan Jackson. Siobhan Miller played Donna Big Bum. Anthony McFadden played Billy the Fib and Wounded Knee. Austin Biggerstaff played Vodka and Donna's fiancé. Tim Connolly played the cowboy in the white hat with Kushla McKibben playing the resident professional drunk. The writer was Anthony McFadden. You're listening to Chris Scott on FM 105, Down Community Radio.